All right, we're back again here, locked on ACC. Grayson Allen, former Duke Blue Devil superstar, suspended one game for a flagrant foul against Alex Caruso. We're going to talk about his pattern of craziness and why maybe the league isn't doing enough when it comes to handling Allen and more of the ACC weekend games recapped. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. Thank you so much for joining us today. Kenton Gibbs, Locked on Wolfpack, Monday episode co-host, and we are ready to get things rocking and rolling here. want to make sure you guys are all equipped to talk about some ACC action. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, and today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundboard for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn all about it. Ken Gibbs, hope you had a great weekend full of good games, full of good hooping, and everything else in between. Well, it's, uh, you know, everybody can't say that both of their teams won this weekend. So, you know, I, I feel bad for those people, but NC State uh, fans cannot relate. NC State fans alum alike cannot relate. You know, hey, sometimes it bees like that. I feel like Carolina basketball as a collective just needs to plug it out, plug it back in, blow on a little bit. Maybe we'll just start over and regroup tomorrow. But no tea, no shade. I took a shot. I'll take the stray. It's totally fine. Totally fine. But we also both share something in common when it comes to talking about another familiar foe in the triangle. Grayson Allen, former Duke Blue Devil star, was suspended one game by the NBA because he had an unnecessary and excessive contact against Chicago Bulls guard Alex Caruso, according to the press release from the NBA communications office. And unfortunately, Caruso injured his wrist and is now going to have to have surgery. So I'm sitting here saying this is not the first time we've experienced some issues with Allen, Grayson Allen, as we know, he's currently a Milwaukee Buck. But when he was a Blue Devil, he was suspended for tripping people in college. And then as he got into the league, he was ejected for two flagrant fouls in a summer league game. And then he tripped people in the NBA and could have ended Caruso's uh, season due to a really cheap shot. Was one game enough? Let's start there. Well, uh, first of all, let me just say this. I apologize to ACC sports fans because we should be talking about folks who are still actively in the ACC. Sure. But but this man, Grayson Allen, has shown his behind once again for the 5th-11th time. Shout out to, to Lil John and the Yin Yang Twins because it's, he's going to do it 5th-11 more times if he's allowed to, to be back in the NBA with one-game suspensions being it. He's facing a one-game suspension. How long? Is Alex Caruso going to be injured? Weeks. More than one game. That's that's my point right there. The, the disincentive to do this has to be as strong as the possible outcome of this. People are talking about the possible outcome being uh, a career ender. Sure, possibly. But let's talk about the tangible what actually happened. Let's tether this thing to reality. Mm -hmm. For me, when a player has multiple flagrant fouls, if they flagrantly foul somebody and injure somebody and the league decides that it is to the level of a suspension, good. You should be suspended for as many games as the player that you hurt will miss. Seems like a lot of games. 
at the end of the day, this is a pattern that has shown with him going all the way back to Duke, right? And I get it. You're not supposed to be relegated to or punished for things that you did in a different league because the NCAA and NBA, two different leagues, sure. But the reality is to continue to show a pattern, to be suspended in summer league, summer league in the NBA, one and the same, to go on and, and do things like this, to have tripping incidents where you aren't suspended or fined. And this is what you followed up with. At this point, it's not an accident. It's not a one-off. This is who you are. This is I'm who w- you are. I'm wondering if, you know, any honus is on a coach like Coach K, who's very militant, very military-based, and very much about structure and discipline, if he should have nipped this in the bud quicker, should have had a real one-on-one heart-to-heart talk with Grayson and said, your future and how you play, you know, moving forward will be dependent on how you carry yourself. There's one thing to have passion. There is a whole other thing to be reckless. And I think he does not have the right combination of being passionate, playing hard, and not doing, you know, cheap things in order to win games. And I think that's the problem because we're all passionate every person who's been a former athlete knows when you want to win you want to do everything to win but not to the point to where it's going to injure somebody and purposely keep people out just for the sake of you wanting to get a w at the end of the day absolutely absolutely and and not only that it is it is to to do what he did to not even check on your opponent who took a nasty fall it is i mean it's shameful activity it really and truly is. And, and and I don't know what Coach K did or did not do with him behind the scenes. What I will say is, if there was anything done, it has not been effective. Did not did not get to the head. It did not it resonate. Didn't, it didn't take. It didn't, <laughs> yeah. you know, it just didn't work out. Now, and, playing devil's advocate, is it something to where, you know, because he's done it a couple of times, he's just given this bad record and we all just put him as, you know, stamp of this? Because we've seen other athletes that we say they're crazy because they've had a couple incidences or they're too aggressive. I think of like, you know, Burfsit, who's done some like hard hits in the NFL, right? And we just stamp him as being like a super dirty player. We did Namakansu, who stepped on people and like he has this thing about him now. Have we just stamped Grayson Allen with sometimes it being like, yeah, that was a tough, hard foul, but I don't know if he did it on purpose. But even if he didn't, that's just what we, you know, mark him as because of what he's done in previous instances. But at least with the two that you aforementioned or the aforementioned players, number one, they play a much more violent sport. Many of the things, many of the hits that Bontez Perfect did that were just God awful. And we look at as he committed capital murder. Now, when he started playing football, they were legal as mm-hmm. high as his college career. The hits that he was doling out were legal. Nobody really looked at him and was like, oh, God, this, this is a bad dude. It's like, no, he's a hard hitter. That's mm-hmm. how it comes. The rules have changed. He did not adapt with the rules. Congratulations. You're a dirty player according to today's rules and standards. Mm-hmm. But when I'm looking at Grayson Allen, when has there ever been a time in his basketball career? Last time I checked, Grayson Allen was born in what, 98, 97? Sure. Like, at the end of the day, you're you're not in a situation – to where you can say, oh, yeah, there was a point in time where you played, where Grayson Allen played, where you could pull guys out of the air and everything was going to be all right. That wasn't a flagrant. That wasn't a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality. The boy was born in 95. He was born the same year I was born. So the reality here is defensively, you know, or not even defensively, on the court, you know certain things are a no-no. Mm-hmm. It's never been a time in my life. I grew up playing all the sports. 
and it, there was never a time where they said, hey, Ken, if you, you know, if you think that your pick ain't going to be good enough, just stick a leg out there. You get beat defensively, just, you know, yeah, clip his ankle from under him. There's never been a time, Ken, if you about to get dunked on, just go ahead and, you know what I mean? You know, just yank him on out there for one time. You know? Yeah. It's never been a thing. We've also known like other ACC players who like, for instance, I think about, you know, former Wake Forest star Chris Paul, who's been known for not being the most positive player on the court or doing things that are like cheapened. And I just akin that to, but why is his, you know, he gets the State Farm commercials and he's just, you know, this really nice guy and blah, blah, blah. But when you see him do things on the court, they're very questionable at times. And is it because I have this eye of saying you do it once, that's who you are. I'm thinking about Julius Hodge and NC state and how he hit him in the sack and was able to, you know, steal a game away or, and then when I'm, you know, hard about Grayson Allen, because I'm not exactly a Duke lover. Am I just like, yeah, that's who he is and being super negative. It's, it's a, it's a balancing act to me. I, I think that it is, but also we could call a spade a spade. Regardless of where your alliance lies, regardless of, of, of what teams you like, what teams you don't, whatever the case may be, you can call a spade a spade. Chris Paul tried to separate the man who was at his wedding. I believe one of his one of his groomsmen in LeBron James shoulder going up for a rebound. You can admit the guy's nuts. He's still hitting people in the nuts till this day. You can admit you can admit that the young man is a little unwell in the head. He's a little touched. Is that's, it touched or does it is it too desperate of wanting to win? And like I think that's where I go back to Grayson Allen. Do you want to win so badly that you're willing to do everything, tear limb from limb to get a W? Like, is that what it is for you? And I think that's really sad because you have a skewed vision of what life is really about. I mean, I, I guess. But again, that's just an incredibly dangerous play. 100%. It's an incredibly dangerous play. And, and, and to me, I don't understand why that is a one game suspension. Mm-hmm. just a one-game suspension. Yeah, the, I, the, I agree. The amount of people who see that play and recognize the danger in it is exponential. Everybody looks at that and sees how dangerous it is. But the amount of people who have played a sport at a high level, who played basketball at a high level, and you've been in the air and had somebody undercut you or take you down in a similar manner, you know what a scary moment that is. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. and And for for Caruso to go down and hear a pop and all of a sudden the man can't even shoot a free throw. It's, it's terrible. It's just terrible. And I don't want to say it, but I got to say it. Grace is a menace that they need to do more about. He's a super gremlin. He definitely is a super gremlin when it comes to fouling in the, in the ACC and also in the NBA, maybe he'll figure it and turn some things, have a hard to hard, get some anger management, whatever it is. We hope that he gets things together, but we are going to transition and talk about some ACC games over the weekend. It's been some highs and lows for teams all across the conference. We want to make sure that you guys are super into it, but first, Hey guys, if you have not yet, I strongly encourage you to get the app, Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up just by downloading the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play. You can use promo code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, and get a bonus of 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first 
tank. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE. All right, rocking and rolling here with Ken Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. And as he mentioned, he had a great weekend of games for his teams, both men and women, but would love to touch on some of this action that we saw on Saturday with all of our teams here in the ACC. Let's start with, of course, the top of the dome. Duke played a Syracuse, and it was all Duke all day. The Blue Devils beat the Syracuse Orange 79-59. to And once you take out Buddy Bayheim and you limit him and his brother to only 19 points combined, it's a hard day for any kind of offense, uh, offensive scheme or offensive comeback for Syracuse. And it certainly was evident by the way they played in Cameron. You know, I, I think it's time for Jim Beheim. I do. Really? I do. I do. Okay. Bro, go, go enjoy your family. Go, you know, I get it. Your boys play for you. So you are enjoying time with the, you're 77, bro. You're 77. Uh, you've had a great run, a really, really great run. It's been proven that the the schemes that you run, the zones, the long athletic players and all that, not panning out like it used to. It's just not. So with that being said, go Jim, you've had an illustrious career. You are one of the greats, no doubts about this. It's time. It's time. Go on about your way. You know, I can say I think that when you're evaluating coaches and when it is time to give up and time to stay forward, I think it's always going to be come down to someone who has, you know, forever tenure at a place. And when you were listening to the broadcast on the Duke Syracuse game, he's been there 60 plus years. That's all he knows is Syracuse basketball. So I think until he's ready, he's not going to go. And But I will say, given the fact that they're currently sitting at nine and 10, you have to start having honest conversations. And maybe when Bayheim Jimmy graduates, then we'll have uh, maybe let's transition and go right off into the sunset conversation. But I definitely know that it's going to take him doing it in order to finally, you know, let it go for real. We also had Boston College play Virginia Tech. And shout out to the Eagles and Coach Grant. I'm telling you what, I never thought that they would be winning eight games. But here they are beating the Hokies 68-63 on a Saturday, your final score. And I'm I'm just going to say, positive. If they don't, if he doesn't win ACC Coach of the Year, I don't know what to tell you. He's ACC Coach of the Year for me. Well, if you think that anybody other than Coach K is going to win ACC Coach of the Year in his last year where his team is the best team in the conference – uh well they're I, not the best team in the conference florida state and miami are currently sitting at one and two i'm sorry where his team is one of the best teams in the conference <laughs> uh, i'm sorry but I'm there was a game that honestly, he there was a honestly, game that he wasn't there that they won so was honestly, it his coaching i agree i agree to me to me the choice is jim lornega to me the for for coach of the year the the choice is jim lornega Nobody saw this coming from Miami. People expected them to be Did that. not, though? I, I'm pretty them sure. Them wrong. Nobody expected them to be number one in the conference. Sure, McGusty and Wong have certainly stepped up. But last Miami stayed in games or was able to fight back very hard and just had under two slip-ups or one or two turnovers that really turned it around. But I think that, to me, again – Nobody had Boston College winning an ACC game. Not one. You you can't sit here and tell me anybody thought Boston College would win an ACC game. I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay. Everybody okay. knew Boston College was bad. Everybody thought they were going to be terrible. I'm I'm agreeing. But uh, what I'm saying is, if you look at the 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 history, the trend of Coach of the Year, especially for the major sports, football, basketball, it does not go to the coaches 
who get the most out of their talent nine times out of ten. It just doesn't. It that's goes, unfortunate because that, isn't that the point? Is that not the point of coaching? I, You know, to me, coach of the year should go to the guy who we look at and we say, all right, this coach, to me, what they've done with their program is better than what anybody else could do with theirs in this in this particular year. That, I think that everybody is so used to having studs at the respective programs that nobody could come in and do what they're doing right now in Boston College. And that's that's fair, but again, that's not necessarily where where you go with with that. Award. And that's unfortunate. And again, if you look at if you look at football, right? Mm-hmm. The year that NC State had every injury in the world, I want to say it was like 2018 or 2019. Everybody in their mom was injured. You could not name a position where they had not lost at least two players for the year. They went, I want to say four and eight or five and seven. If you look at that roster and all the players that got injured, you would say, now wait a minute. I don't care if you play in the, the Southeastern Directional School for the Deaf and Blind, the ability to win four with this the the uh, cast of misfit characters that you got, amazing. Nobody cared to say, oh, he Doran should be in consideration for Coach of the Year. And I'm not saying he should have been. Based on the way that it's historically been picked, it makes sense why he wasn't, and that's okay. But with Boston College, when he gets that program rolling well, when he gets them rolling to the point where it's not just the occasional like, wait, they're two and four in conference? Hold on. They're doing great. When he gets them to four and two in conference, when he gets them to eight and four in conference, then you can be saying, hold on now, because Boston College has been cheeks at basketball for the longest time. Cheeks. And here they are, and here they are showing something. A, okay. a hot two-pack of bugs. <laughs> Well, they're not even last in the ACC. That's what I'm. They're in the middle of the pack, and that's why I feel like you have to give some respect for the Eagles. But that's just me. I'll, I'll we'll, we'll talk about this. I'm sure towards the end of the season when the awards get busy. Florida State beat Miami 61 to 60, and when I say that Florida State did everything they could to try and give it back to Miami because they certainly did, were in control of the game, it was one of those heart you know heart attacks. But Kudos to Coach Hamilton in that squad. I'm sitting here saying, as Florida State sits atop of our men's basketball rankings, scary team right now. They're starting to figure out who they are. And that, that's a dangerous game you play with a team that knows how to get deep in a bench. You know, I, I think that this is the same Florida State that we've always seen. Uh, mm. A bunch of really long athletes, one or two freak freshmen, and uh, guys who just they play good, connected defense. They're all long. They're all athletic. And they, and you're going to have a couple guys out of that group that know how to score. This year, it happens to be polite. And um, uh, is it Sims? Is it the, the the point guard? What is Is it number, Mills? Number four, Mills. There we go. Uh, and Mills and Polite happen to be the two that are that are doing that uh, this year. But they're they're always a tough out. And I'll tell you what, if if Wong from the MCU did as much as Isaiah Wong, there would have been no need for uh, Avengers Endgame. It, the, it would have been over soon as Thanos came to Earth because, man, Isaiah Wong is a bad dude. He played a really good game. I would have liked to see him kick that ball out to the top of the key uh, at the end of the game when he was being doubled. But I get it. I understand sometimes when it's about that last shot, you want your best player taking it. He's their best player, without a doubt. So uh, what, you know, what that game was and their fight to come back from as much as they were down, absolutely beautiful 
Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Let's talk about the rest of these games here. After we remind you guys that, you know, it's NFL playoff time. College basketball is in full swing conference play. You know, you want to get right with some betting action. So you got to go to bet online. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports is simply where the game starts. It remains your number one spot for all of the best sports wagering action for 2022. With a new year, new updated desktop and mobile website, you can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using promo code locked on to get started from football basketball right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage when you sign up today with betonline.ag and once you finish that i'm trying to tell you it is a new year new you you got your betting together and now you want to get right when it comes to getting fit built bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar and is super healthy and 100 covered in real chocolate you want to eat healthy but it just gets so boring by like a week or three you might be thinking this is just not worth it where is the chocolate well i'm telling you built bar has got you covered here's an idea for the new year go to all of your secret stashes at home in the pantry throw a built bar in that bad boy even if you're not a huge fan of working out you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you there's so many flavors to choose from whether it's coconut almond mint brownie salted caramel or more man built has everything going and sometimes it gets some new limited time flavors so check out built.com often to see what's new go to built.com use promo code lock 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 to get 15 percent off your order All right, with, with Kenton Gibbs wrapping up today's show here, and we are going over some of the matchups that we saw over the weekend and touching on just a bit. Notre Dame beat Louisville in a very lopsided matchup. Shout out to the Fighting Irish. Won't sit there too long, but the NC State-Virginia game was a very good performance for the Wolfpack as they were trying to have one of those defining games for them, big energy games for them, double-digit wins for them. Great job by the pack, Terquavion smith uh, Darion Sebron and company, they needed that. They needed that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this is this has been a very challenging season so far. That's the reality. There's no ifs ands or buts about it. This has been a challenging season for the pack so far. But with that being said, uh, that game went a long way in in showing how good this team can be. And don't get me wrong, this was one of those games where everything went right for the pack. Everything fell for the pack. They are on the season about a 30% three-point shooting uh, team on the mm. year. They were 12 of 22 from deep against UVA. Like that's, you know, even in UVA's worst years, they're going to play some defense. They're, they're, that's what you know about UVA. And uh, to Quavin Smith, Jericho Hellams, Darian C. Brown, they, they combined to pretty much down them by themselves. And, and so when you have that type of situation, all those bigs over at Virginia and the way that NC State has made anybody who was over 6'5 that walks on the court against them may look like a god amongst men at some point in time. So for them to uh, keep those 6'11 and 7-footers, um, you know, looking like normal basketball players is a, a bit of a feat, but it's not something I expect to be the norm going forward. It's great. It's it's exciting. But, you know, don't don't hold your breath for that again. Sure. And then Clemson taking care of business with Pitt. Not going to spend a lot of time there because it was just another one of those games where Pitt had a high moment, but then sometimes they have low moments. And that certainly was one against the Tigers, losing 75 to 48. And then you have Wake Forest in Carolina, North Carolina, losing 76 to 98. A 22 point deficit was the second time that Carolina has been beat by 20 points or more. And just the last time they did that was their 8 and 20 season when they finished out. And I'm just sitting here saying, the books are cooked for Carolina. It's been real. I'm glad we all had fun. It was a nice thought to think that this was an NCAA tournament team, but 
<sighs> we might be one of those last four in, last four out if we can't keep uh, if we can't get things together. I will say this about uh, UNC this year: they have played very well against bad teams, which mm-hmm. is that is a feat in and of yeah. itself. But with that being said, they have been atrocious against good teams. Atrocious. I mean, I mean it's it's been really really bad. As far as don't they have? I want to say it's every time they played a team in the top twenty-five, they've lost by double digits. Am we I don't correct? need help. I got you. We don't need your help. Thank you. Keep rolling. Okay, so with that with that being said, I mean, again, this is this is a team that it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It's it's, it's really tough. And luckily for them, luckily for them, the ACC is really bad this year. I know that it's not as bad as people originally thought. I know that some people out there who were on uh, certain mind altering substances were saying that this is a one bid league. Now, <laughs> whoever said that, but um, yeah. The, this is this ACC is not what we've seen in the past. So if they can only beat bad teams, congratulations. You'll still get enough wins to get into the tournament yeah. uh, this year. But I think when you think about who Carolina is as a program, they're not that right now. Not even close. No, no. When you come when it comes to expectation, and as someone who's been there, a graduate, someone who has watched, you know, guys go on to the pros in you know multiple fashions, I think it's very frustrating because you're used to a certain standard of excellence that's when it's not met. It's what are we doing here? You don't know how you don't know how to fix it. Because to me, as much as people are harping on Coach Davis, it is not his problem. You can't teach heart. You can't teach want to. You can't teach getting be a part of the Carolina family and the Jordan brand and all that. So that swag is cool, but you only they only got cool grades ones. They ain't got a new pair of shoes since because they don't deserve it. Let's keep it a band. I wouldn't let them play in jerseys with North Carolina on their chest. If it were me, I think we've moved away from like being too hard on people and wanting soften blows. No. Like, let's get back to the root of it. Let's get back to earning your keep. They need to step up in ways that they are not doing. And I know they want to, every game, they always come sad face coming into their post presser talking about it starts with me, can't play hero ball, we got to work together. Where's the synergy? Do y'all not like each other? Do y'all not hang out with each other outside of here? Are y'all told not to hang out with each other? Like, what is going on? Like, it doesn't feel like it's a team. It feels like a five man band with a couple extra, you know, backup background singers. Who just happened to you know come in whenever it's needed? I think the loss of Anthony Harris due to academic issues for the season is going to be tough because he was an energy booster, and you just don't have anybody that's willing to step up for an entire game or get people to step up as well. Call somebody out. <laughs> don't worry about hurt feelings. Do you want to be good or don't you? It's frustrating. I mean, I get it. I get it. The standard is the standard is the standard, right? I come from a football powerhouse in the Midwest, but that's what we say all the time. The standard is the standard is the standard. We don't adjust the standard because uh, guys are young. We don't adjust the standard because uh, this happens or that happens. We we figure it out and we mull through it. But with that being said, I think that we need to give a little more grace for a first-time head coach in his first – Yeah, okay, okay. I'll give grace to the head his, coach. I'm not giving grace to the players. In not. his first – but that, but here's the thing. It is upon the coach to build that synergy. It is upon the coach to make those things happen. So you're blaming create. Coach Davis. What I'm saying is, with the assemblance of talent that they have, there is no way that every time they play a top 25 team, you should be expecting a 20-point loss. They have too much talent for that. I'm not saying that they're the most talented team in the, in the world. They have too much talent for that. So Coach Davis doesn't know how to bring out the dog in them. At, listen, you, you're right. You cannot coach hard. You are absolutely right. You cannot coach hard. But you can 
uh, coach chemistry or you can develop chemistry through coaching and through putting them in certain situations where, hey, you are all you've got. I don't know how many times I can explain this. Hey, this detail needs to be met. Hey, Caleb, when you're driving and this guy collapses from this way, your shooter is going to be here. Identify him, get him the ball. Shooter, know that it's coming to you when you see this. Make the shot, period. So they need to go to the woods. They need to do a run in the rain and go to some woods, go to, you know, the grave sites and talk about, you know, when back when back in the day when they had to run, well, and Hubert Davis had to wait. earn his – Now, let me finish. They had to, I don't know if you guys seen this movie. Go with me here. Go with me here. Maybe they should run, you know, in the woods, in the rain, you know, go a couple miles, you know, listen about how the heart and soul of the team and the character and what it means to be a Carolina person and all that Hubert had to go through. Maybe they need those honest conversations. Maybe they need some guys to come in and run with them and tell them that you have to earn your keep being here at Carolina. It's not a, It's a privilege to play. It's not a right. With the woods in North Carolina, I'm not exactly sure that you never mind. We're not gonna okay. go there today. Okay. But, okay. but you know what movie I'm talking about, right? But remember the title. Okay, yes. okay, I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. Yeah, I get it. I I'm I'm with you. You I'm, think that they should do some sort of team bonding activity that's grueling that makes them appreciate what they're doing together but the, more. The thing is, but too the thing late? is, it's too late. It's oh, too damn. if you're reading this, it's too late. If you're hearing this in the middle of the season. I think they're at the midway point, right? They're yeah, at, they're for at sure. About the midway point. It's almost it's February. Too, it's too late. It's too late. Folks are cooked. It's, 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 it's all good. You are who you are. In the words of Jay-Z, you can try to change, but that's just the top layer. Homie, you was who you was when you got here. This team got here is who they are. It's too late. Except beating really bad teams and hope that you – here's the thing that should be the hope for yeah. North Carolina fans right now. You have a team that's good enough to get to the tournament, right? When you get to the tournament, anything can happen. Oral Roberts got hot a couple years ago and made a sweet 16. Y'all are more talented than them. Y'all have better guards than they had. Now, better guard play? I don't know. More can you play guard. defense? There, that's the, All of it boils down to can you stop the other team from putting in the basket? And if you can't, you can shoot all day long, but if you can't stop nobody, what's the point? But that's the thing. And you can't and, always respond offensively. So that's the other part. But that's the thing. Come tournament time, if a team – let's say you have your, your first – your first game of the tournament, you're playing against a team you're better than. You just got a good draw. You're better than that team. Cool. Boom. Now you're to the round from 64 to 32. Okay. Round of 32. That team just has a horrible shooting night. Y'all do everything right. Boom. You can get to the Sweet 16. Elite 8. You got a matchup that can't do nothing with Baycott. Who knows? Who knows? You could go a little further. Not saying that this team should be, not saying that the fans and, and whatnot should be expecting of this, but just get in. Just get in. Just have hope and belief that this team is going to do what it takes to get in the tournament, and from there they'll make something happen. Again, this is a big brand-name team. Mm -hmm. The tournament benefits from them being in, which is That's something true. that, as much as we hate to say it, it is it is very obvious that that goes into the tournament selection committee uh, um, ideals. I see Oklahoma with Trey Young getting in, despite being worse than multiple teams. That they got in ahead of that. See Notre Dame getting into every college football playoff, you know. Anyway, all right, guys, it's been real. I always got to take a little shady shot at Notre Dame when I can. But I want to remind you guys that if you want to get some more of this action, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On ACC. You can follow Kitten Gibbs on all of his respective channels, and you can make sure you come back tomorrow as we're going to talk a little women's hoops here. Want to make sure we get those games in? We have a lot to discuss and unpack there for Candace Cooper and Kitten Gibbs. We hope you have a great rest of your day, and also if you want to have a little more. Um, 
betting action with the Locked On Podcast Network. Strongly encourage you to download the Locked On Bets podcast. It's available anywhere you listen. So appreciative of your time, Ken. Thank you so much. Until next time, folks, we'll see you again.